Welcome to the Encourageous Podcast. My name is Angel Clark, and I'll be your host. Everyone goes through difficult things in life, but it takes a special type of person to use their pain to help others. That's exactly the kind of people you're going to hear from here on Encourageous. Each episode will tell the story of someone who not only survived their struggle, but is thriving. Join us for vulnerable, firsthand testimonies that will inspire you to press on. Get ready to be encouraged. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Encourageous podcast today. Um, thank you to everyone who has subscribed and rated and all that fun stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, if you haven't already, please click subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. Um, my podcast is, you know, a little baby podcast. There's, you know, I'm new in the world of podcasting. So the more listens and subscribes I get, it helps the word get out to more people. And, you know, the message of encouragement gets out to the world. So I appreciate all of your support in that. Today, I have two guests with me. They are Kate and Brett Cooper. Um, I actually go to the same church as them, so that's how we met. And they are just here to share their testimony. So if you guys don't mind, Kate and Brett, tell us hey. a little bit. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Can you just tell us a little, a little bit about yourselves and your life? Well, uh, my name is Brett Cooper. Um, I'm 37 years old. I was uh, born and raised in, in South Florida. Oh, Florida. Um, I grew up as a, as a child who, uh, who parents um, both struggled with, with alcoholism mm. and it got to a point in life where the alcoholism just carried over to uh, verbal abuse, physical mm. abuse. Um, I was raised with a dad who really encouraged um, me and my identical twin brother to... Oh. Twin, yeah, to play sports, to, to be in band, to, to do all the activities, to um, really keep our minds focused in and what he thought would be a way to, for us to thrive in life. And mm-hmm. um, he really encouraged us to, to, to be active in all them events. But, you know, it was kind of like my father would um, later on realizing that it was a way of him kind of getting rid of us kids in the house because mm. when him and my parents would fight they would kind of say things like um if these darn boys would listen we wouldn't argue if these darn mm. darn boys would listen we wouldn't have that well that carried on to um a root you know issue in our life of feeling neglected yeah. feeling like we didn't matter mm. feeling like really that our, our, our home life um, wasn't our home life. So what we started to do as we grew later on in our years is, is that, is that um, bitterness and, and, um, rejection. and rejection and acceptance, fear of acceptance carried over into our middle school years, which carried into um, you know, violence in the school and violence on the streets and really, a, really an awful street life we've got. Um, you know, joined a street gang at the age of 16. We oh, were with wow. that for about three years. Oh, my um, and then me and my brother really started looking to each other for um, what a what a young young boy would look for in his father, and that was direction and and guidance and affirmation. And but when you have two 
kids at the age of 16 looking for affirmation in each other. They have no direction in life. It's kind of yeah. like the blind leading the blind. blind. Yep. So that resulted into, um, you know, into high school. And when we got to high school, we were kind of um, wanted to be the cool kids. So we would go to the parties. We would um, just, just do the stuff that teenagers do that are very worldly and have no direction in life. So we did that all through high school, and then uh, I dropped out my senior year of high school, and I started doing electrical work and got in the construction field, and when I was in the construction field, it kind of carried into an atmosphere of using drugs, drinking alcohol, hanging out after work. Yeah. Um, and then that led to just a job. You know, I held one job for five years, and then after that I had jobs for, you know, a year, and then I'd switch, and, and um, like bouncing all over the place yeah just you know there was no still no direction in life no mm. foundation no no purpose just uh kind of like being blind mm. following the ways of the world yep. and um then when we were 28 years old on february 7 2011 um we had a super bowl party and at the super bowl party we were all drinking using drugs and we decided at 1 o'clock to make a decision to go to the beach and hang out at 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, that's strange. That's a pretty, you know, normal thing to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we left the Super Bowl party and we were actually, uh, we got off of the exit off I-95 in Jupiter, Florida. And when we got off the exit, the car we were in had run out of gas. Mm. So not... Um, knowing at the time, but knowing now, we got out to push the car off the road, and me and my brother was, I was on the left-hand side, he was on the right-hand side, and we had a friend that was in the middle, and there was a car coming off the interstate that hit us, oh, and so literally we played kind of like the bumper between the two cars, and she hit us at 55. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then... When she hit us, I was thrown 75 feet. Um, my brother was hit and then pushed and then ran over and he was, he was actually killed un unseen. Um, he was a DOA, which is dead on arrival. Um, I was trauma hawked to St. Mary's Medical in West Palm where I suffered a broken neck, um, broken spine and a broken pelvis. Um, actually, I was internally decapitated, so I dislodged my head off of my spine. Um, and I was in a coma for um, a little over a month um, on life support. Um, then I woke up to finding out... Um, oh, about your brother, because you yeah. didn't know. Mm. So when I woke up, the first thing, because me and my brother are identical twins and we, yeah. we went through that many years of life together, um, that was the first question I asked was, mm. where's my brother? And they didn't tell me for a few days because I just had woken up from a coma with a collapsed yeah. lung and um, they didn't want to tell me because they didn't think my body would be strong enough to hold it well. Yeah. They ended up telling me a few days later and I couldn't talk at the time or anything like that because I was still tricked. And uh, 
when they when they told me what had happened, um, my body instantly shut down and I went back into a coma. Oh wow! So, um, then long story short, I you know I got out of the hospital. Um, I got a bunch of pins and screws, rods in my back right now. Um, I wore a halo for almost four months. Um, had to learn how to walk, talk, yeah. um, kind of like a child again. Then I started getting involved in the local church and because I thought, you know what, I need to change my life. Yeah. And I got involved in a lo local church, got involved in a college group, um, was actually um, starting to do Moody Bible Institute in a, um, a satellite campus okay. and uh, was really seeking out the face of God and, and the people. But it was a it was a it was a head thing, not a heart thing. Mm -hmm. And shortly, a short time after that, um, I found out that I won a settlement from the accident. So I won six hundred thousand dollars, or wow. got six hundred thousand um, dollars. And it was like because I had got in my heart or in my head and not my heart, mm -hmm. I put God on the shelf. Mm. And I entertained the things of the world, which was the money. Yeah. Did you spend like you know buy fancy cars and do all the? Oh yeah, I had a stuff? nice yeah. nice truck. I had a condo on the beach. I had mm -hmm. um, uh, a boat. I was living the life according to the world. Yeah. But it was about six months into that that I found like all them things that I had mm. were just things. Yeah. It didn't satisfy the heart. Or, the, or my soul or, mm -hmm. or just even my purpose in life yeah. it was just things that I had and I found myself so empty mm. in life that I started to turn back to the things of the world that I understood before my accident and that was addiction yeah. and I had the just I could justify why I needed pain pills was my was my main addiction was because of all my injuries. You're like, injuries. I have yeah. all these pins and screws and stuff. I need it for the pain. Yeah. And what doctor would say no to that? I mean, no. yeah, absolutely. So then, when I, you know, when I, when I would get my pain meds, I realized I didn't have any. Mm. Then I'd get sick. And what I realized um, now is that, you know, the addiction is just the surface of mm. a lot of deeper things yep. in life. Yep. The addiction is just the physical appearance mm -hmm. that everybody on the outside can see yep. of a hurting person. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I ended up going off track and, and, and really going in addiction to where, you know, I was IV using oh um, up to 30 pills a day. Wow. Um, that was my life. That's what I did. And uh, one morning... You know, God will seek you out. Mm -hmm. God will 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 search you out, and He will not He will not let go. And so, I woke up one morning, and there was just something on my heart and in my in my mind that, like, I needed to change. Yep. And my mom told me about this place called Teen Challenge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, awesome. I'm ready to go. Let's go to Teen Challenge. I'm ready to change my life. Well. My mom's like, meet me at Wendy's, and we'll talk about the next step. So we met at Wendy's, and 
I told her everything she wanted to hear because that's what people do in addiction. We know yep. what to say, when to say, oh, how yeah. to say it to get our way, and yep. that's what I did. And so I met my mom at Wendy's, and we kind of discussed what I needed to do, and then I asked her for some money. Mm. Um, and then when I left Wendy's, I instantly went to the, the drug deal. Oh, man. And I got drugs, and then I called Teen Challenge Intake Department, and I was like, yeah, hey, I'm ready for, to change, I need some help, and um, they were like, okay, can, when can you come in? And I said, whenever I can get in. And they said, well, come in tomorrow. So, well, didn't know it then, but know it now, where there's, in, in scripture where it talks about God will not be mocked. Um, really, I wasn't making a mockery of of my mom or meeting her or, or my choice. I was really making a mockery of God pulling on my heart and getting my attention because yeah. what had happened was I I went and met the drug dealer and went behind the Publix and started to use drugs and the cops pulled up behind me. Oh no! And I got arrested. Wow. Um, so they took me to jail. I was in. Palm Beach County Jail for 11 days. Um, I went through detox in jail. Mm, which I'm sure is not a fun uh, process. No, absolutely In any not. way. No. And so, when I detoxed in jail, honestly, that's what I needed because I was, being an opiate addiction, I don't think that I was, um, that I didn't want to get off the drugs. Like, I think my heart and I desired that for so long but I had honestly this fear yeah. of being dope sick mm -hmm. it is the most miserable feeling and not being able to function so That's I had this, this fear of dope sickness mm. and honestly not even knowing how to deal with my emotions yeah. dealing with the grieving process of my brother oh yeah I used the, the addiction to numb it mm -hmm. that's what I did is yeah. is instead of grieving through it properly I just I just numbed it with addiction and numbed it with addiction until mm -hmm. finally um, it led me to a place of brokenness. Like yep. I knew I needed something else. And I knew because of what I knew, yep. not what I know, but what I knew yeah. of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, a, and a, he has a purpose and a plan for us. Like I need to seek his face and I yep. need to truly accept him into my heart, not just mentally, but yeah. in my, into my heart. So I went to Teen Challenge. And I'm currently still with Teen Challenge, um, eight years later, involved in the ministry. Uh, can you kind of explain to people just like a, maybe if someone listening doesn't know what Teen Challenge is, can you kind of like a basic overview of the yeah. program? So um, uh, Teen Challenge is a 12-month a um, discipleship program. Okay. Um, our mission statement, statement is to put hope within reach mm -hmm. of every addict. and. So it's specifically for addicts. Okay. Yeah. I don't know and, why, but I thought it was for like... Homeless people, like just anyone well, who for is... any life controlling mm. issue. Okay, so yeah. for any addiction. Yep. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it, it's addiction is not prejudiced. It mm. goes from the guy who sleeps under the bridge to yep. the guy whose father or family is a millionaire, yeah. and then everything in between. Yep. So it it's not prejudiced. Um, so Teen Challenge really. Is, is it's a ministry that focuses on anybody who struggles with some kind of addiction in okay. their life, whether it's whether it's sexual, whether it's drugs, whether it's um, anger, whether it's any of that. We really 
try, we try not to be prejudiced. Yep. Um, okay, so it's a 12-month program. And we don't, we don't turn people away because of finances. Mm. So we fund ourselves. Yep. Um, and, you know, one of the things that, that Teen Challenge really does is it, it focuses on the root issues and, like, fear of acceptance, mm. uh, fear of rejection, fear of um, success, you know, in life. People don't yeah. even know what that looked like. They're yeah, so, I've heard of that recently. Um, I hadn't until maybe six months ago, but yeah. just recently? So I went through the program, and yep. about three months in, um, I really started to seek some some direction in my life from the Lord and mm-hmm. my, his purpose and his plan for my life and um, God did he did he did a radical radical thing in my mm-hmm. life you know um, Transformation. yeah he he not only spiritually cleansed me and mm-hmm. healed me emotionally but he also um, he physically healed my body like you know, I don't take ibuprofen. I don't oh, take wow. Aleve. I don't take medications. And I get up every day and I function the same way I functioned before I had all my injuries. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, and I've been with Teen Challenge, like I said, eight years. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently the business manager for the ministry. Um, I'm in charge of all the funding and financials. And um, we currently have our facility is... is um, 80 men facility we have 60 right now um and it's just been it's been awesome because Mm. to be involved in ministry and be able to give back Mm. the way the lord gave back to me yeah and and he just you know he wants all of us to to be equipped with his word his truth his gospel and ultimately his love yeah and not only our love for him but our love for people. Yep. Because if if we don't love people, then we don't love God. That's I mean, true. that's that's biblical. That's yep. what the word says. Yep. So, um, really, that's my heart. Is is just to to love people. It doesn't matter if they're in front of Subway and they have nothing. Mm. I'm gonna love them. Yep. And and if that means taking out of my my pocket to buy them a sub mm. to show them that they're loved, even yep. even in their darkest place. Listen. God wants us to love people where right they where they're at. Yes. Yep. Right where they're at. Just like Jesus met us right where we were at in yep. our darkest place. Oh, yeah. But we're here to do that. Yep. We're all called mm-hmm. to do it on this earth. That kind of reminds me um, just how you said he meets people where they are. I always think about the scripture. There was, there was someone who claimed she had cancer. And for anyone who was listening who doesn't know, I have a daughter who passed away from cancer. So that is, like, my heart. Like, if you have cancer, I will do whatever I can to help you in any way. And so this person said she had cancer. So I, like, bought all this stuff. And I even got the ministry I work for, Unforsaken. They donated, and I made her this basket. And I typed up these, like, tips of, like, stuff that, like, I went all in. So I, get, I spent, it was probably, like, 100 bucks we spent on this basket just to, like, give her, like, a care package. Come to find out, she lied. She didn't have cancer. She just said that because she kind of wanted the pity and like she knew people would help her. Um, And I was so angry. Oh gosh. Because like, because of what I've been through, I'm like, that's the thing you're going to like lie about. Mm -hmm. And I just felt the Lord speak to me. Remember the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. That's all he said. And it just reminds me, um, for anyone who doesn't know, there was a woman who was like committing adultery and she was sleeping with man after man after man. And Jesus came, she... People either drew water really early in the morning 
before the sun came out mm-hmm. or really late at night after it had gone down because um, during the daytime it was so hot and the clothing they wore and it was just so she went in the middle of the day because she didn't know want to be there because she was ashamed mm-hmm. of what she yeah. what she was doing and so Jesus met her at the well and he didn't you know he loved her just for how she was and then she went on to like minister to other people she repented she changed her ways and mm-hmm. so when he spoke that to me that just reminded me of it like you know, my initial reaction was to be angry, but really, I mean, we've all made mistakes. We've all done things that mm-hmm. we shouldn't have done that were wrong, and yet we did them. So I think that's so powerful that, you know, meet them where they are. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I definitely think, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things is, is like, we can be so judgmental. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we say judgmental things. Yep. But it's not about what we say; it's about our heart. Oh yeah, absolutely. In our actions. In, a, in our actions yep. towards people, yeah. like I'm not going to give that homeless guy who's capable of getting a job and and doing this and doing that because look at him; he could be doing. Because you'd that, be enabling him. Yeah. But, yeah. but really, is that are you really are you really loving him where mm-hmm. he's at? Nope. I mean, that's a question we got to ask ourselves. And, that's true. You know. Um, you know, people. If I if I could inc- encourage anybody that's in indi- in in addiction, mm. is just know where you find your healing. Yeah. Know fi- know where you find your freedom. Know where you find your deliverance because it's it's in Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's it's biblical. You know, you think about the lame man that was yeah. by the pool. Yep. Yeah. And he does what he did exactly what all of us do in addiction. Mm-hmm. I can tie that story to addiction so well because it's exactly what we do. He laid by the pool yep. for 30 years, right? 30 wow. and, he, and he, he said, I cannot... I can't get to the water. No. Because, and, and, and the reason why he couldn't is because he was looking at everybody else. He was yep. looking at, they beat me to the pool. Yep. He got in the water first. Yep. Whatever it is. And that's what we do in addiction is mm-hmm. we focus, focus on the other things of life. Yep. And we say we can't get free because of this because yep. of this because of this because of my trauma or because of yep and really if you if you really do the research on this you know in, in the bible it was jesus that said pick up his mat mm-hmm. and that's what jesus says to us in addiction he yep. says listen mm-hmm. you don't have to you don't have to look at the program you don't have to look at the people you don't have to look at the church if you look to me mm. i'll pick you up Yep. I'll get you on your feet. I'll yep. give you purpose. I'll show you your plan. Mm. I'll give. I'll present your destiny to you. Yep. That that's in me. And mm. and and when you when you do that, um, you really understand what what true freedom is. Yep. And and um, it's it's such an encouraging thing to know mm. to look back where I was, you know, uh, nine years ago yeah. and where I'm at today. Mm. You know, um, free from drugs, and I've never picked up drugs wow. or alcohol since 2000, 2012. Wow. Um, God's brought me a beautiful family, a beautiful mm. wife. We've been married yeah. now six months. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so quote her on that. <laughs> about that. Uh, July? So, coming. Um, oh. <laughs> Oh goodness! I, I wish maybe I can scratch that out. We'll try that. Um, so. No, I want to hear that. <laughs> we'll keep it. 
Folks at home, you're welcome. If you forget your anniversary, don't feel bad. There's other people don't who feel do. bad. Neither of us know it. <laughs> so, um, just going off of your story, like that's just. I feel like there's. I could do four podcasts about just that story. Like yeah. I could break up into pieces, like how amazing all of that was, just to see from where you went to to where you are now. Mm-hmm. What would you say were the most valuable life lessons you learned through that struggle? Like if you could pick out maybe like two or three things that it, you wouldn't know now had if you hadn't gone through what you went through. Well, probably, probably um, one of the main lessons that I learned in my um, addiction is that um, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't who I thought I was. Mm. I didn't realize it, but I was the whole time I was really holding myself in bondage because I was, oh, I was, okay. I was thinking I was someone lesser than. Mm, okay. Um, and you know, if I could, if I could really encourage anybody to know who you are and and know that you are loved. Yep. You have a purpose. Yep. There is a plan for your life. Yes. So much greater than addiction. Yep. Um. And, and the one to look to for that is, is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, he is the one that, that, that provides the way. He's yep. the way maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I love and, that song. Song yeah. way maker. <laughs> that's that's, that's popped in my head as soon as I said yep. that. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so just defining. Um, so the tip from that would be to define your worth in Jesus. Um, well, let God define your worth. Yeah. yeah. Instead of. Buying the lie that the enemy is constantly mm. feeding you, especially when yep. you're in active addiction, oh, that yeah. you're not good enough to mm. not use, that you can't socialize without being high, oh, yeah. that you're always going to be like this. Yep. Life is always going to be like this. Mm. Life is meaningless. It just yep. becomes so hopeless. Yeah. yeah. So. I would say probably one of the one of the, one of the other key things that I really encourage our men with now. Mm-hmm. Is um, bad company corrupts good character. Oh yeah, that's First Corinthians, I think. Yeah. Mm. And really, because you don't know, mm. um, you you put yourself around what you yeah. are, what you like hire yourself. It's almost like you're already setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. So when you when you start to um, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed mm. by the renewing of your mind. When you start yep. to renew your mind and look at yourself different, yeah. you have to put yourself, you have to purpose yourself. Mm. So you have to take the action yep. and put yourself around people mm-hmm. who are like-minded. Because yeah. when you do that, then all of a sudden what happens is, even even though we, we find our affirmation and our encouragement and our our identity in Christ, mm-hmm. we're human. Mm-hmm. We still need each other. Oh yeah. So who you either gonna put yourself around people who build you up? Yep. Or you're gonna put yourself around people who drag you down. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So I would really encourage you know any listeners that that hear this that are in active addiction to make sure you put yourself around people that are going the direction you are going. Mm. That's good. That's really good advice. And also, um, I feel like that's not even just with addiction. That's just yeah. for life in general. Yeah, if you yeah. like, you life know, is hard. You have to do it with people yeah. who are 
constantly, intentionally seeking out mm. God's will for their life. Yep. Because if you don't, you'll be surrounded by people who are seeking out their own will for their mm -hmm. life. Yep. And, I mean, we're selfish by nature. Yeah. So it's going to become meeting our own needs yep. first before meeting, you know, God's mission for us yeah. is to meet it yep. love people around us and to meet their needs mm. and to be used by him. Yep. So just remaining humble and, and staying in the right crowd mm. is a number one key. Yeah. I, I think so too. And it's it's a really good point. Yeah. And when you find the right people, allow, allow people in. Mm. Because a lot of, I think a lot of people in active addiction or just in life in general, we... God's always wanting to tear down the walls. Mm -hmm. And we, we, we allow God to, to start taking them down. Yep. But then we want to start putting block back up and, mm -hmm. putting them and throwing them back up. So yep. put yourself around people that when it seems like everything's caving in, mm. they'll come alongside you and help you build it back up. Yeah, that's good. You know? um, that's because really good. even in, even being in ministry and being mm -hmm. in that positive environment yep. and stuff, I gotta have people outside of my ministry oh, yeah. that, that tell me what I don't want to hear all the time. Yep. And sometimes, you know, I shouldn't say something, most of the time I don't like it. <laughs> but what I've come to know <laughs> is when I don't you, like it is when like, I need oh, to press <laughs> in and seek the direction of the Lord more. Yep. Because he's trying to do something, you yep. know. So it's uh, yep. really be open and, and find that, that at least a couple people that you can really share your heart with and yeah. things that you go through in life and be do life with mm -hmm. you know I think that's good that's very mm -hmm. good advice um because I can't even think about like I I can't even remember not struggling with anxiety like even as a child I, I remember I was like five years old and we're driving down the road and I asked my mom I was like mom do we have gas in the car like <laughs> what five-year-old like kids are like wow. I want to play with my Barbies I'm like do we have gas like I just like <laughs> always worried about that and so I find that the more I put myself around people who don't struggle with anxiety and people who yeah. are like actively fighting against their anxiety with scripture and doing mm. things, the less anxious I've become. It's so, yeah. like I said, relating back to not even just addiction, but whatever it is that we all have, Paul talks about in the Bible, a thorn in your flesh. Yes. And yeah. mine is definitely anxiety. I just, mm. like it's in the root of me. I even did the Enneagram and guess what? Type six says in the description, anxious. I'm like, dang it, even my personality, like, I can't escape it. So I, I have to fight hard against it. My first instinct with anything, like if something happens, I'm like, oh, Asher has a cut on his knee, he's gonna have to get it amputated. I go to like the worst case scenario. Oh I, and then I'm like, you're being stupid. So just within the past, honestly, maybe, maybe two or three years, I've really, really kind of, like you said, leaned into the fact of like, I don't want to live like this. Yeah. I don't want to be a nervous wreck 24-7. I don't want to have panic attacks. I don't want this. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that, about surrounding yourself with people yeah. who are living God's will also for their life and encouraging you to live God's will for your life. God doesn't want me to be an anxious mess. Who yeah. am I going to help no. if I'm just like yeah. balled up in the corner crying? But, or something, but I you think know? that's victory, though, that you know that mm -hmm. that is, you know, your thorn in your flesh or mm -hmm. that you know that, what was the test you just said? Mm, Enneagram. So, 
we it's a personality God system. wants us to be self-aware Definitely. yep you know and when we have that self-awareness mm-hmm. and we're depending on him to mm-hmm. lead us to yep. our weaknesses yep then we can allow him to pour in his mm-hmm. strength yep. in our weaknesses yep and that's just part of co-partnering with him yeah you know that's that's that intimate relationship you have with the Lord. If you expose yourself enough mm-hmm. to Him and you're authentic with yep. God, this is my this is painful for me, mm. or this is I need healing from this, yep. or, or my I struggle with addiction or yep. anxiety. You know, if we are really authentic with Him about that, then He's gonna really empower our weaknesses. Yeah. That's what His promise, you know, yep. that's what He, he wants to do. So I think the more authentic we are with mm. our weaknesses, yeah. the more he can help us overcome them because we are overcomers mm. through Christ. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the point is yeah. that none of this that we struggle with, mm. whether it's addiction, yep. anxiety, or whatever, yeah. it's, you know, life is going to bring these things, mm-hmm. but Christ brings victory. Yep. You know. Through we we can have victory through Christ. Yeah. No matter what life yep. brings, joy in the pain. What Jason says, you know. Yeah. What he's always saying, that Pastor Jason Height from the Lakeside <laughs> Church, <laughs> our favorite church, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta throw that in there. But I think joy in the pain. When he said mm. that, I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. it. Yeah. It's it's always with Jesus. There's mm. always joy in the pain. Yep. Because man, life can be very painful. And absolutely but with Jesus he's always gonna carry you through it walk you through it yep put you over his shoulder and haul you through it yeah as right. long as you allow him to yep you know that's that's the point of it I can't believe Brett's testimony I and know. what God's brought him out of but that's it he, yep you know he takes us from that dominion of darkness mm. And he helps us break those chains. Yep. And then he brings us into a new place mm. and says, okay, now with this freedom, go set other people free. Yep. And that's our purpose. Yep. That's what he wants to do. Exactly. Go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Well, Brett, I thank you for sharing your testimony. And Kate... We're actually going to have yours aired at a different time. So everyone, please come back and check that out. Um, Thank you so much, and I hope you guys have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Encourageous Podcast. I hope today's story left you feeling encouraged and inspired. Come back every other Thursday for a new episode, and be sure to subscribe. Your support makes a world of a difference, especially for a new and bi-weekly podcast like this one. If you want to connect with me on social, you can find me on both Instagram and Facebook at The Encourageous Podcast. Until next time, stay encourageous. Encourageous.